everyone. This is Donna's podcast, Faith in a Crazy World, as we begin another day for another day's journey. The title of this message today is Learning to Wait, taken from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 35. This passage comes right after Jesus had just finished feeding the 5,000 with the five loaves and the two fish. Beginning with verse 22, it reads like this, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. Now let me begin by telling you just a little bit about Peter. Peter no doubt came from a religious background. He had received some training and became familiar with the scriptures and prophecies concerning the coming of the Messiah. However, what he did not have was formal training. In the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 13, the word confirms that Peter was an unschooled and unlearned man, according to the Sanhedrin Council. In today's language, this would mean that he did not have a college education. He had not studied the law under any of the well-known rabbis of his day which would have been considered formal training, nor did he hold any official positions in any religious circles. He was just Peter the fisherman from Galilee. Being a Galilean had a stigma attached to it all by itself. They had a marked character of their own. They had a reputation of independence and energy that often turned out to be instability and disorder. They were also very frank and had more of a transparent disposition than their brother had in the South. They even had a different kind of accent and manner of speaking, which sounded rough and harsh. That's why Peter was so easily recognized as a follower of Christ when he stood within the courtyard, being the judgment hall in Mark chapter 14, verse 70. Peter stood out in all these respects, in bluntness, spontaneity, headiness, and simplicity. He had a very impulsive and reckless behavior. He was a genuine Galilean. As we learn about Peter and where he came from answers a lot of questions about why he responded 
like he did and why the Lord had to deal with him the way he did. Jesus had a handful. All of the disciples were from the Galilee region with the exception of Judas Iscariot. He was from Judea in the south. This might explain why Judas thought he could get away with the kinds of things that he did. He may have thought he was a little better than the others were. This is mere speculation on my part. Nevertheless, it certainly helps us to understand why Peter jumped out to walk on the water and gives a little insight as to why he took his eyes off the Lord. His faith caused him to jump out there, but it wasn't enough to cause him to keep focused on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord is not easy, but it is well worth it. Let us follow the scripture text. In verse 22, the disciples were in compliance. When Jesus told them to get into the boat and go to the other side, they obeyed. This is the first thing we need to find ourselves doing when we know without a doubt that the Lord has given us a directive we must obey. In verse 23, the Bible tells us that Jesus went up on a mountainside by himself to pray after he had dismissed everyone. I'm sure after a campaign with 5,000 men besides women and children, Jesus needed to regroup. I read in John chapter 6, verses 14 through 15, that they were going to try to make Jesus a king. So you know he had to send the disciples away because they certainly would have joined forces. However, just as Jesus stepped back, so we need to do the same, especially when folks try to take us someplace that the Lord didn't call us to. I'm sure Jesus prayed for more strength and focus to complete the journey that he had been assigned by the Father. While Jesus was praying, his boys were out there in the boat being battered by the winds and the waves. It always amazes me when the disciples and friends like Martha and Mary are in what we would consider a major crisis. Jesus is somewhere chilling. Mary and Martha's brother Lazarus was sick unto death, and they were frazzled. They sent word to Jesus, but the Bible tells us that Jesus stayed where he was for two more days. After the two days, Jesus calmly said, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. Jesus moved as the Father directed, not as people wished. Too often we want God's resource, but we do not want his timing. What we forget is that his work in us while we wait is as important as what we are waiting for. Waiting means that we give God the benefit of the doubt that he knows what he's doing. It must be patient trust. Trust that is willing to wait again and again, day after day. Mary and Martha were learning to wait. In verse 24 of the scripture text, we find that the waves were knocking the boat around because of the wind, and they were a good distance from land, but it was no turning around. Some of the disciples were fishermen. They were very familiar with what it meant to be out there in the middle of a storm. But Jesus sent them and told them to go to the other side. They obeyed his directive. Some storms come because of disobedience, but this one came as a result of obedience. Jesus came to them in the fourth watch of the night, walking on water. The Bible tells us that when the disciples saw him, they were terrified. They thought they had seen a ghost. 
Jesus immediately spoke and said, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. This says to me that their relationship with Jesus was shallow. If you've walked with someone and spent a considerable amount of time with that person, you should be able to recognize him or her when you see him coming. Even when Jesus spoke, Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you in the water. Even when the Lord told them who he was, Peter still had doubt. Peter's if placed a challenge on Jesus. Jesus took the challenge and told Peter to come. Peter started walking, but he took his eyes off Jesus and focused on the winds and the waves. Truth be told, we sink or swim on our own. The Lord tells us to start a task and finish it, which means he assures us that he will be there with us to the end of the assignment. Even when we don't feel his presence, he is right there with us. But somewhere along the way, we either get tired, fear grips us, or we think the Lord has forgotten about us. So we quit. We may be going through one of our storms of life, and it's getting darker and darker. But the Lord told us, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. My questions are, did he tell you to go somewhere, or are you going without him? Were you sure it was the Lord? Peter said, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come. Martha said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. If you went because he sent you, he will come to you in the fourth watch of the night and tell you to take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Peter had childlike faith. Nevertheless, he stepped out of the boat, walked on water, and came towards Jesus. When the wave of his natural understanding kicked in and the wind began to blow, he took his eyes off Jesus and his mind reverted to what he knew as a fisherman. He was afraid and he began to sink. Could that be why Jesus had him to step out of the boat? Jesus did not intend to let Peter drown, yet Peter could not move beyond what he was familiar with. He was walking towards Jesus, but he could not hold out. Someone might be at the same place that Peter was. You have let go of what God has called you to let go of, but you cannot feel God's other hand catching you yet. Will you wait in absolute trust? Will you be patient? Waiting requires patient trust. If we wait on the Lord, He will bring us through. He won't let us drown. The fruit of our labor is always nearer than we think. And so is the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for listening. This is Donna's podcast. Be safe and stay tuned. Uh-huh.